Okay, I'm setting. I am setting. Hey, everybody, good morning. It's Sunday afternoon. <laughs> it's so late on Sunday. Uh, what's happening? I'm setting the precedent right now. If I can finish, if I, <laughs> words are so hard. If I can finish up this podcast today, if I can sit here and do this podcast in one shot, I am going to go and watch the first half of football. That's how I'm going to reward myself. I feel like, I feel like, I don't know, maybe this is just pure complacency. Um, Maybe my mom needs to listen to this and call me out, you know? But I feel as if I do really well when I tell myself, if I get this done, I can go and do this. And I feel also that over the years, I may or may not have slowly in some certain circumstances, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not like given up on that, but not necessarily respected that wager that I place on myself. And so, I mean it, if I can finish this podcast this afternoon, and I can do a little laundry, and I can move the house back to how it was when I woke up this morning, then I'm going to go watch the first half of football. Um, Because everything else I've done today, I I woke up, so Cowboy and I got back from the Muscadine Bloodline show, which I have to tell you about. Um, Let me write that down in my podcast notes here. Muscadine show, boom, podcast points list. Um, so we drove back right after the show. Um, I think it went amazing. First of all, like I said yesterday, dream come true. How, how do you get a cooler life than me? I don't know. Charlie and Gary are just such kind people and everybody in their band and obviously the owner of the venue, Greg, for hosting me. I just, I don't, I can go on for days. I don't understand, but it is what it is. I'm not going to harp on it any more than I already have because it's probably annoying at this point, me basking in my graciousness. But um, the show went well. I think I performed well. I think... If anything, I just have to continue practicing my guitar. But I I really think that I put on a good show. There was one instance. Okay, I had two instances where I felt bad. I even, like, conscientiously verbalized, I feel really bad about this. And therefore, like, here's my... Like, I apologized. Um, But so the first one, I was standing by the merch table. And this girl just goes, ma'am, ma'am, like, hollering at me. And... So I turn around, finally, it took like three or four times before like somebody tapped me and like alerted me that she was hollering at me. And she, uh, I turn around, I go, yeah, what can I, what, what's up? She's like, can you throw this away for me and hands me an empty Red Bull? And it was a white Red Bull also, which pissed me off. Like it just made me angry. Like why... <laughs> Why do you drink that flavor of Red Bull anyway? Like, you went to the bartender. All right. Allow me. Okay? Because we're we're behind closed doors. I can have a sense of humor. You're going to tell me 
in this 18 and older venue, eh, I get it. But also at 18, I wasn't going to the bar and purchasing for five, 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 I'm talking really close to the phone now, five dollars for a Red Bull. Like, I already hate myself for getting Jaeger bombs and, um, and damn Vegas bombs for using the Red Bull because, and even like Tito's and Red Bulls and stuff, for one, because Red Bull is so bad for you. And secondly, because they charge you an arm and a leg for a Red Bull. But you're going to tell me that you're going to go to the bar and you're going to purchase a Red Bull for $5. And you're going to have the audacity to also request a flavor. I guess I get it because you are paying a ton. So get the flavor that you prefer. But also just don't get a Red Bull. Just get a water. (laughs) Like... What is Red Bull doing for you? And at 18, I feel like 18-year-old kids should know better. I guess people still drink them all the time, and they're so marketed well, and I even drink them too. But I feel like I'm grandfathered into the excuse of, like, I have boomer parents. So I can <laughs> I can justify ordering a Red Bull. But at 18, I feel like that generation should be smarter, but that's just me being um, slightly very uh judgmental for no reason like the girl was fine and it honestly ended up being fine but so she looks at me and she goes can you throw this away and she hands me this red bull can and like i grabbed it looked at it and handed it back to her i didn't even look her back in the eyeballs i just watched the can go into her hands and i looked at the trash can two feet from her i go there's a trash can right in front of you so i think she tossed it in there i didn't i don't know but, I, yeah, that was the interaction. So, can you throw this away for me? There's a trash can right in front of you. And then I turn around, and I notice there's a trash can right next to me. But also, why are you... There's two avenues here that I try to comprehend. The one avenue is... There's actually multiple avenues. But the first avenue is she sees me behind the barriers, which means I'm working or I'm doing something important enough to be behind the barriers and she's right on the front of the barrier now also the three people around her are her friends so it could have very easily even if there hadn't been a trash can right in front of her and if I hadn't been standing close to a trash can she could have gotten off that railing gone and thrown it away and come back it just it wasn't that busy yet of course and So I turn around, see this trash can. And so the other avenue, so she could have seen me and been thinking the first avenue of, well, you know, maybe I can get her to talk to me by asking her to throw this away. And that's fine, I guess. Like, that's one thought process that could have potentially been had in this girl's head. However, I'm more so thinking that she just saw me and thought, I'm just going to ask her to throw it away for me. And thought that I would because people probably have for her before. So, I don't know, you know. And then the third avenue, of course, is just like she just didn't want to throw it away. And she didn't want to get off the railing. And may or may not have been drinking already. Who knows? Like 18-year-olds in a bar very easily could have drank beforehand or snuck in some whatever. So, I don't know what the thought process was. But I took it very personally. And things like that, dude. I take things like that so personally. I think that's one of the 
three major reasons that Carly, like, ended up being so disgruntled with me was because that kind of stuff just sets me on another level. I automatically feel disrespected. And I get that, I think, genetically, like, that brain synapse. I think I get that from my father, but I also think it was reinforced by watching my father disrespected by somebody in public and having him react that way or hearing his conversation, you know? So I think that not only is it a genetic component, but I also think it's a nurture component too. So I turn around and I say to ben- Benson, I say to Cowboy, like, I think I was just really rude to that girl and I didn't mean to be. And I'm not over it yet to swallow my pride and apologize, but I think I need to apologize. And he's like, yeah, she probably didn't mean anything by it. And I go, I hope that you would have been nicer than me. Cause I see all these videos too on the internet. And it's like, this girl asked my boyfriend to walk her to her car and I told him that if he did that, I'd slit his throat. Or, like, my boyfriend asked me, or at, my boyfriend was asked by a girl to, like, watch her drink or something. And I told him if he didn't throw it, whatever the, the thing is, you know? Like, women expecting their men to be rude to other women. And as much as my petty and spiteful self loves that concept, I think... I think, and I hope that this isn't making a whole bunch of sound. God, I'm going to probably, like, stop this after this uh, story and make sure that it's not been, uh, like, scratching on my stomach because the phone's just been sitting on my stomach and moving around. Um, But Benson was like, I would have been nice to her. And I was like, well, I do admire that. Like, I, I don't think that I need to have a rude man in my life. I don't want a man who's going to be overly kind and be like yeah absolutely now what's your name and tell me all about you and then let me get your phone number your snapchat or your instagram or whatever like, let's be friends no don't do that but you can absolutely like make sure that somebody gets there safely and walk a safe respectable distance away from her <laughs> but no touchy touchy maybe a high five goodbye <laughs> Or a handshake. A handshake would even be better. <laughs> That's respectful yet courteous. Um, so anyway, he's like, yeah, I would have been nice. So after the show, well, so I get on stage. And like three songs in, this couple keeps putting their drinks on the stage. Like resting them there. In front of like an outlet and cables and speakers. So midway through a song, I try to be like respectful and say, hey, like please pick up your drinks. What did they do? They didn't pick up their drinks. So then I look at them again. Off the microphone. And I walk over. And I say, hey, please pick up your drinks. This is expensive equipment. She picked up her drink, but he did not. So I just kicked it in the trash. Was it half full? Yes. Could it have been a spitter? Absolutely. Was it? Who knows? But I tossed it. And I think everybody got the point. And then I went over to that lovely girl with the Red Bull can after the show. And I said, hey, I think I owe you an apology. I did not mean to be rude to you when you asked me to throw that away. I know it. I, I, I know I was rude. Intentionally. And I did not mean to be. And she's like, girl, I, honestly, I didn't think that much about it. Like, thank you. But like, you're good. We all took a selfie. It was very sweet. If you see the picture on my story of the girl in the red tank top, that's her. Um, right on the banister. But yeah, let me 
let me stop this and make sure that the sound isn't horrible. Actually, I'll just keep going and I'll put it from here. But I do want to make sure the sound isn't horrible. I'm not going to re-record all of this, of course. This 12 minutes. Because I'm lazy. Here, I'll just set it up right there. And hopefully, if it's been making noise, it won't be anymore. Because now it's not moving. I'm sitting up talking to you guys now. Um, So yeah, so the show was great. And as soon as the show was over, we drove straight back. Um, sorry, I disassociated there for a second. Um, I was thinking about something to mention, but I don't know. I might not mention it. Somebody suggested to me, like, asked recently, like, oh, whatever. I guess I'm going to talk about it. And then I'll talk about other things. But kind of a side note, um, and I'll get back to the show. There was really nothing more else to say about the show other than, like, I had a great time. I think I'm going to get invited back to, to Wild Greg's. It was a very easy drive home. We made it home, like, an hour quicker than we were supposed to, and I slept all day. Um, until about noon, and then I got up. So, anyway, somebody asked me recently, would I ever consider getting my, my boobs done? And I'll say this. Like, I think I, I've got genetically nice and and manageable boobs but I've always wanted to like maybe get them even reduced and evened and like you know I don't I don't want to put like the the plastic thing in there that like sometimes might pop and I also just don't like really the way that fake boobs look like I don't like looking like I I would have fake ones but at any rate like somebody suggested like I don't know have you ever thought about it? And I just, I wonder, was that a suggestion that I should? Can anybody give me some insight on that? Has anybody else suggested to somebody, hey, you ever thought about getting your boobs on? Does that mean that they looked at them and then thought, damn, those would look a lot better if they got done? Or... Do I just look like I'm rolling in that much money to go and spend $15,000 on boobs? When in reality, if I just got a little bit taken out, I think that they'd be pretty perky. I've got some pretty pretty nice pectoral muscles, you know? Flex them like Terry Crews. So I don't know what that's supposed to mean. But I definitely took, like, that's another thing. Like, I overthink everything. We all know that. That's why I talk out loud to myself for you guys to listen to so that I can work through my thoughts. That I have all the time. And I have this rubber band that I'm going to be probably be snapping. I don't know. Um, I just took it off my wrist though and it made a noise. I just don't know how to feel about that. But I digress. It doesn't matter. It probably wasn't a suggestion, right? More of just a thought. Like or just a random thought. Very random. Mid-conversation just was like, you ever thought about getting your boobs on? What? Who told you about that? Who made you think that? Who knows, dude? Some people just might look at me and think, damn, she needs to get her boobs on. I don't know. Um, But so, yeah, so the uh, show was great. I went to the gym. I had ran seven and a half no it was five and a half plus two and a half 
So what's that? Nine? Eight. Eight miles today. I'm very proud of myself. And I haven't eaten except a oh, protein bar. So I'm probably going to go look for food here soon. I'm not staying on the boat tonight. I'm going to stay on the ranch. Firefighting cowboys out. Firefighting fires. So. I'm going to house sit for them. I suppose for the evening. Um. I guess. Like on that point too. Of like. Somebody just randomly mentioning. Getting my boobs done. I had a podcast point. Written down in my notes. Just like. About feeling dissonant. And. If you don't know what dissonant means, I guess I use words that people often have to look up and I don't mean to. So forgive me. I'll try to start like when I know I'm using a word that's not common. Um, I'll try to like explain what it means. But dissonant just feels like disconnected or um, like uneasy, weary, you know. But I've been feeling really dissonant between feeling confident and being made to feel insecure and how to choose to like just overlook insecurity and be confident and that's really hard I think a lot of people struggle through that so let's talk about it unless you're just mechanical and you really don't think about what other people think but I'm constantly curious and wanting to know what everybody else thinks especially when it comes to me because I'm fairly egocentric but which means I just think about myself all the time. <laughs> but I say that. I really don't. I think I think about everybody else more than I think about myself. But, And that's why I think so much about being in or like my insecurities and my shortcomings and, and things that I need to work on. Because I'm concerned of how other people are going to perceive me. And I want to be the best version of myself to everybody like I want everybody to always encounter the best version of me so how do I continuously get better and um some people just I guess maybe don't don't struggle with that but I do pretty constantly or pretty consistently um so if you guys have any pointers let me know I also have a podcast point that says uh right intention wrong words so let's talk about it. Um, especially on the vein that we're on. When somebody says something to you. And they know what they mean. But the words that they said did not align with what they mean. And they're in their brain. Like <clears throat> if I say. Hey you ever thought about getting your boobs on? In my head. And just because we're on that. Ex- or hey can you throw this away for me? In my head, I hear, you look like you should throw this away for me. Or you look like you need to get your boobs done. When in reality, it probably was just a sincere, hey, just curious. You mind throwing this away for me? I don't know where there's a trash can. So I don't want to just throw it on the floor. I'm trying to be a good person. Or I just had a random thought about fake boobs. And like, have you ever thought about them? Who knows? But I have those questions a lot too. And I sit in my head about them and start feeling insecure. And how do I move through that insecurity? By choosing to feel confident. And then I remind myself of all the things that I should feel confident about. 
which is for one, um, I live alone. And I think a lot of you guys listening are people who also live alone. I say a lot. I don't know, but I know that there's a few of y'all that do live by yourself and you still get through the day without any help. And, um, I'm healthy. I'm totally healthy. So I can't feel more confident about my body and, and, and the way that it's running. I can, I can feel insecure about its appearance, I suppose. And, but that again would just be at the discretion of somebody else who, who made me feel like I should be. So the same thing goes with like, on stage, I'm looking at 700 people last night wondering what they're thinking about me. And that's sad. Because then you think about and forgive me too. Today is my depressed day. I have those. That's why I think uh, maybe subconsciously I chose Sundays to put podcasts out because normally Sundays are my, my crash days. I emotionally and physically just crash. But how like weird to look at and and a lot of people don't even know what 700 people looks like. I wouldn't have known until last night. I didn't know what 5,000 people looked like until I was in front of 5,000 people. You look at the room, you don't think 700 people fit in there. Like uh, my, every time I walk into a venue before it fills up, I think there's no way that this many people fit in this room. I would look at this room and say 100 people could fit in here because I can count to 100. I don't know if I could sit and count to 700, let alone. I, uh, let's be honest. I can barely count to 10 without losing track, honestly. And that's, I've sat and tried to count as high as I can before completely disassociating and thinking about something different and losing track. And I think the highest I got was 16. <laughs> like one, two, three, all the way up in my head. It's crazy. And so, and recently, you know, not only Allie, but a couple of like trends on TikTok have been bringing up baby pictures and and the captions are, you know, whenever I, I talk poorly about myself, I think of her or him and realize I'm talking about him or her. And that's really powerful. Whoever had that original thought is really powerful because I didn't have that original thought until I seen it. So now every time I go up and start feeling insecure or wondering, last night, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Another thing that I realized, you can't, well, I say you can't, you probably can. But sometimes 
or some people maybe. For me, I cannot keep crying if I throw air punches. If I'm throwing punches in the air, my body immediately stops crying. So, just a little life hack to anybody that's still listening. But it's very powerful. And I thought about her last night. And I thought, if there's this one picture in my phone that I've got of me. And I'm climbing, and I post it all the time. Because it's really like one of the only baby photos that I have. Of me as a toddler. And I, I think of that girl. And her singing her first national anthem. Which was the first performance I ever had in front of anybody. And she didn't know. That girl did not know at four years old. How many people were there? All she saw was herself. And the track director at the BMX track. I think it was Cody. I think it was Cody. If it wasn't Tim, it was Cody. And how cool, like how fascinating. So I, I, I pictured her last night and I thought, wow. She'd be shocked by how many people are out there. And she wouldn't be thinking about, oh, am I doing this right? Am I doing good? She would just be doing. She would just be doing. And she'd probably just look at her mom and dad the whole time. Unfortunately, my mom and dad weren't there. So I just had to keep looking at the wall, pretending they were. But. So, yeah. So when I start thinking of all those insecurities, I start reminding myself of the confidence boosters. And like I said, a lot of y'all. If you're not healthy, you're getting there. You're working on it. I know. I know that for a fact. I can count four people that listen to this right now that I know are getting healthy today. Whether they've been sick or they've been overweight or they've been lazy or they've been hungry. They're getting better. So I count my blessings. And... It works, but um, all I have to say, right intention, wrong words can really affect people. And I do it all the time. I, I hear the words that come out of my mouth and I think, that's not what I meant to say. That doesn't encapsulate everything that I'm thinking right now and what I'm curious about. Fix it. And I go back and I say, wait, 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 wait. I heard myself. That's not what I meant to say. Here's what I meant to say. And here's how I meant to describe what I was trying to say. So that's a thought that I have. I didn't mean to start getting emotional on y'all, but here we are. We're talking. School buses on the interstates shouldn't be. I don't think that school buses should be allowed to drive on interstates. They scare me. They go too slow. They. The kids should be terrified on those buses, in my personal opinion. I don't think kids should feel comfortable being on a bus on the interstate because of how, how crazy everybody else is. But I guess that's the easiest and quickest tri- way to go. Probably the cheapest, too, but I don't agree with it. But I know that every place that has an interstate does. Ooh. 
I have to pause this and come back. Oh, that whole first half of the first half was definitely like moving around on my shirt. Sorry, guys. Now it's cleaned up. Now I know better. Note to self, don't put phone on belly while recording. Um, I'm learning. And I'm just too lazy to go back and edit it. But it's a shit show and I'm your host. So either ride with me or don't. It's going to get better. Um, I don't remember where I left off exactly, but I think with the right words and wrong intention or right intention, wrong words, but, um, Mitzi made a good point while I was home. My girl Mitz, she made a point. She's like, girl, you had a bachelor pad in the hood. You had a bachelor pad in the city. You had a bachelor pad in the country. And now I'm fixing to get a bachelor pad on the beach. I think it's a little hilarious. And um, also, like, go me, you know? Another reason why I shouldn't feel so insecure. But I've been really enjoying these, like, temporary living places. But, boy, am I ready. I think. Maybe I'm not. But boy, am I ready to just figure out where's home? Where is it? And I I had the realization, I think, last week that I'm not sure if home will ever be a place for me. I've seen all the places. And I don't think that that speaks to my insecurity. It sounds like it does on upon first, like statement it almost it almost sounds like that I'm codependent which is not the case very independent and I don't I don't I don't have to tell you all that sometimes I have to remind myself but like I don't have to tell you all that but I've seen all the places and I don't think that home is ever going to be about a place I think it's always going to be about a level of comfort You know, I could live in the most beautiful place. It feels like home. I could even go home. And feel unsafe. I think home is just always going to be a person for me. And I hope that that person becomes permanent in my life. And then of course, you know, at the end of the road, depending on who goes first... I'll lose my home again, which is terrifying to think about. But I, I just believe, I believe that at this point, I guess, and maybe I'm just choosing to believe it, but yeah, I'm just trying to find a safe place and safe place tends to be with somebody who makes me feel more, more safe than just physically safe, you know? But having a bachelor pad on the beach is going to be pretty neat. And my bachelor pad in the country has been amazing. I hope I get to keep it. We'll see. Conversations about that tomorrow. Bachelor pad in the city was cool while it lasted. I didn't love it all the time, but it was nice while it lasted. Bachelor pad in the hood was a little was a little rank. 
it was a, I'm going to say 2017 until 2019. I lived next to a gang in the same building as a gang. And they conducted lots of gang activity, including but not limited to selling drugs, stealing arms, illegal arms, um, robbing cars, stealing cars, Grand Theft Auto kind of cars just showing up in our driveway. Um, What else? I mean, that's just to name a few. And I got in with them. I got in good with them. I, I became friends. Because your girls like butter. I just melt right in, you know. I speak a little bit of Spanish, but I just, I caught four boys smoking a, a blunt out on the back staircase one day. And I was like, smells good. And they said something in Spanish. So I said, smells good in Spanish. And they're like, gracias, whatever. And I asked if they lived here. They said, yeah. And they asked if I smoked. And I said, yeah. So I hit it. And they're giggling, they're talking in Spanish and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. just thumbs up. Like a white dad in New Balance shoes with a shirt tucked in. And uh, come to find out, they ended up being in a gang or whatever. And I just would get weed from them, which probably wasn't always safe, but I did. And they kind of looked out for me. They were never um, inappropriate with me, which was great. When I was out walking the dog late at night or something, they'd stand outside and watch and make sure that nobody messed with me. Because there was another gang that they were business partners with that also lived in the neighborhood. And I wasn't in a bad spot. Like, I was off. Like, our apartment complex was right next to another apartment complex. It was also nice. Looked nice, but. Nope. This one was, uh. This one was not great. Like, sneaky. Sneaky hood, you know? So, uh, yeah, I am. They were, they, they just kind of looked out for me. One time, one of the guys from the rival gang, not rival gang, but like their business partner gang, I was walking the dog kind of late and they pulled up and they started hollering at me out the window. To which I just bowed up. I really don't. I always think the worst case scenario is that I'm going to get stabbed or graped, which would be miserable, of course. But normally, in all the times that I've stuck up for myself when people were just acting like silly gooses, when I say something back, they shut up because people also feel stupid. And... So they're hollering at me. I didn't say nothing. They got out of the truck and started walking toward me saying something. And I was like, yeah, go fuck yourself or whatever. And they said something smart back. Little did they know that the guys that would smoke with me were standing upstairs listening. Upstairs off their balcony listening. And if they didn't come down and have words and say like, yo, don't. You don't talk to her like that. Like, she's cool. She lives here. Like, y'all ain't, y'all aren't going to harass her. I thought that was really neat and respectful and respectable. Um, so that was fun while it lasted. And it was a little sketchy. But then I moved out into the city. And the city was nice while it lasted, too. 
and then it wasn't. You know, I woke up on Christmas morning 2020 to the bombing. I was right there, right in downtown, right on Broadway. Well, my apartment wasn't on Broadway, of course, but neither was the bombing. But, yeah. Woke up December 2020, Christmas morning, to that bombing. And then it was like, all right, time to go. Time to go. Time to scoot. And then I got the house in the country. And, you know, bad things happened there, too. And so now I'm just ready to start over again. And maybe this is a bad habit of me every time something bad happens, just moving. There's a bird. Hi, little bluebird. Who are you? This bird just came up on the window. Hold on, I'm going to move the phone so it's going to make noise. This bird just jumped up on the window and was on the screen. I've never seen a bird do that. Just like talons into the screen and didn't break it. And bluebirds are supposed to be like a person. Maybe. I don't know if you believe in that. If you believe in that kind of thing. That was crazy. But I digress. Um, wow. How beautiful that was. I'm glad I got to see that. She was very pretty. Um, but yeah, maybe this is just a bad habit of me. Moving every time something bad happens. Or I feel like something bad happens. But also, maybe that's okay. Is that okay? Are there any psychologists listening? Who can tell me if... Like, when a bad thing happens, me moving is the wrong thing to do? And when I say, like, bad thing, I mean, I think... I think a bombing and, like, a gang retaliation and, um whatever else happened, like, I think they're all justifiable causes to want to relocate for a while. Make new memories somewhere else. But maybe, maybe that's a form of repression. And maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Instead of just working through it where I'm at. But I have the capability to move. So, and I have the desire to move. And the wherewithal and the ability and all those things. So, who knows? I don't. I try to be nice a lot. And I find myself being more rude. Um, <laughs> does anybody else feel that way? Does anybody else feel like maybe they... Like, try to say something kind or polite. And then it just ends up sounding really rude. So, for example, me saying, like, Oh my god, you look just like this person that I know. And then showing a picture. And then being like, um, they're ugly. 
They're like, oh my god, you think I look like that? And their mind is never a compliment. Or anything similar. Like, oh my god, I love this. And it's like, oh no, I feel like shit today. This is why I wear this outfit when I feel like shit. And now you're just reinforcing that I feel like shit or look like shit. I'm like, oh my god, I was just trying to give you a compliment. I told a girl the other day I thought she looked like me. And she took it personally. I was like, damn, so what do you think of me? Let me know. I have that thought a lot. I'm like, damn, how do I say something that I want to say to somebody without making them upset? How do I consider what their life has been like up until this point right now? To be able to offer any sort of comfort or compliment or uh, advice or whatever, you know? But sometimes you just got to live your life, I guess, and not worry about everybody else. And everybody else has to be strong enough to put up with your life and what it's been like up until this point. And maybe I needed to tell myself that. Which is why I'm sitting in this empty room talking to myself. But I don't feel like I'm talking to myself because I feel like somebody's listening. Which, thanks for listening, you know. I got more podcast points that I wrote down. Um, I was listening to old music last night. <laughs> on our drive home. While he was sleeping. And. I was listening to old songs. And I just thought to myself like. What did you used to like about this song? Like why did you think this song was good? Like there's nothing evoking about this song. The lyrics are actually pretty. Not great. Why do I hear somebody's radio or truck just blaring? Um, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? They're getting closer. They're getting closer. I wonder if y'all can hear that. Like somebody's bass is booming. I'm gonna go walk outside and see. See who I see. Um, so yeah, I was asking myself, like, what did I like about this song and how could I possibly have enjoyed it? And then I thought, oh, wait, you were 12. That's why you thought this was a good song. And then also listening back to other songs and thinking, You used to think this song was garbage, but actually, like, it makes a lot of sense. Like, why did you not like this song? And then I thought to myself, um, because you were 12. Makes sense. It's crazy how when you think about things, they make sense. I was just about to say, I don't normally think about things, which is true. Like, I'll say things. Okay, here's a point. I will say things out loud, and I mean them. And then I also find myself, like, I guess using absolutes, which make them untrue, but and so instead of saying, like, I never think about things, I could say, sometimes I don't really think. Because I obviously overthink everything, always. So for me to say I don't always think about things, 
Like, I don't always think about what I say before it comes out of my mouth. I just say it. And then I realize, um, I should have said that differently. Or I shouldn't have said it at all. Or that wasn't, like, that was a, a, a statement that you thought and then said but didn't mean. So, um, oh, pardon me. That was rude to just start yawning on y'all like that. I don't want this to be a short episode. I want to keep talking. (gasps) The birdie's back. Hi. Who are you? What are you doing? Now I'm just talking to this little birdie. She's got to be nesting. She's looking. I think this bright little bird's gonna make a nest right here on the bedroom window. That's what it sounds like. And that's really neat. Well, firefighting cowboy, you've got yourself a little bird's nest outside your bedroom window now. Somebody's looking out for you. Yeah, she's still up there. I can't see her anymore. She's off the screen, but I think she's checking out a corner underneath the gutters. Or not the gutters, but the um overhang. I was talking to uh somebody else today about how I feel like almost more comfortable in my car than I do in my ho- in my home. And as far as like being in it when other people are around it, I don't really feel comfortable, but I do all my makeup in my car. I have all my thoughts in my car. I've always felt that way, and I, I, I know that I'm not alone in that. I know a lot of people feel, feel that way. But it's very interesting how like a, a, a small, tiny small space is the reason why. I feel comfortable. Like I feel I feel more comfortable in it than I do anywhere else. I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting. And like I said, it's dangerous to be in. So there's one for two, they go really fast. For three, they're not very safe. For four, I mean I could go down the list of reasons why I shouldn't feel more comfortable in my car, but I do. I change in my car. I do uh, a lot of work in my car, all my phone calls in my car. I do my makeup in my car. I mix my pre-workout in my car. I eat in my car. I drink in my car, like all of those things. And maybe that's just because it's my quiet, my quiet place. I don't know. I did have a dream about uh, empty malls the other day that I wrote it down because I was like, does anybody else remember how cool shopping malls were? Shopping malls used to be, like, the thing to go to. Where I'm from, the closest shopping mall was only only a quick 60-minute drive. And we got to go a couple times a year just for new clothes. And when my parents were gone, I'd go with friends. And um, 
they would just give me a, a, an allotted amount of money because one time I spent way too much money. Way too much money. I was telling somebody else uh, this story the other day how my first like large impulsive purchase was when I was 13 or 12 and I bought a winter jacket that was a- astronomically priced from American Eagle. But I still wear it to this day. It still fits me. I was 13. That's 12 years ago. I was almost as old. I was almost half as old then. It's almost been half a lifetime so far. That's kind of crazy. And, um, yeah, they're just, like, non-existent anymore. They're empty. I did a photo shoot in an empty mall once. It's, like, it's left open and pretty much abandoned. Like, if I were homeless, I would just go to this mall in Tennessee where it's unlocked and abandoned. I guess they have security and stuff, but they don't really have any stores. And, uh, nobody really goes in them. Nobody really goes in them. And I, I don't remember a time going to the mall and it being empty. Like you're the only person. All the empty storefronts and like the leftover things that were just deserted by the last people that were in there to clean out. And they're terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. But again, if I was homeless or like running from the law, I would just live there. Absolutely terrifying. Aesthetically. I don't even know if they're unsafe, but aesthetically, they just, they look straight out of a a horror film. Horror film. I do admire New Yorkers because they say horror. The horror. To make sure that you know that they're talking about horror instead of whores. I have a I have a theory that the word whore came from the the conjunction word of who are, you know, who are. Like who are you banging tonight? But I digress. Man, it might be just like a fifty five minute episode tonight. I'm pretty whooped and I can't believe I sat here and did all this. I'm really proud of myself, actually. I think I'm gonna go celebrate with some food. Don't forget, don't uh, don't forget, don't blame, don't blame it on the wine. Blame it on the wine is out. So please go watch it or listen to it. Watch it when the video comes out. But I just um, I can't believe I sat here and did all this in one sitting. So first time ever, one full hour. Y'all have a great week. Um, and I will be putting something out again this week, weekend, maybe again, Thursday and Sunday, maybe just Sunday. We'll see. I'll keep y'all updated on the Patreon. Don't forget to go subscribe and, um, talk to y'all, talk to yins later. Y'all yins, you guys, talk to you guys later. Good night.